Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, Randall, Steve here. Welcome back to my GFW Impact Wrestling Review Show. Larson is nowhere to be found because he doesn't watch this show. He doesn't watch GFW. He also doesn't watch this review show, so I can kind of say anything I want about him. Um, but anyways, there was some breaking news about Global Force Wrestling this past week as well. Before I get started, just to set things up a little bit for this episode that I'm about to review. Apparently, Low Key showed up at uh, the TV tapings that started with Destination X um, and was unhappy with uh, the creative plans for him, which involved apparently him going back down to the X Division as opposed to being involved in the world title main event scene, which is what he had wanted and seemed to be the direction they were taking him before uh, Destination X um, and before the Alberto El Patron stripping him of the title situation. Um, And so uh, he's unhappy. So basically for this next big batch, apparently a couple months of TV tapings uh, that Loki was there for, is there for, I don't really know the exact situation. I just know that he's unhappy. He wants out. I think he's going to be leaving and uh, and evidently this took place during the days of the TV tapings, which means for the next 10 to 12 weeks or so, uh, keep an eye on low-key in GFW because watching a guy completely checked out uh, might be kind of interesting. In any event, this uh, week started off with uh, some backstage footage from last week after the main event, after one of Lashley's friends in America top team choked out referee, I think his name is Brian Hebner. I think he's one of the, like Hebner's kid. Um, and uh, it was all may- uh, mayhem and chaos backstage. Uh, Lashley trying to calm everybody down. Jeff Jarrett being upset. James Storm came in out of nowhere and he was upset. Um, he was yelling at people. Uh, so it was a lot of chaos. Cut to this week. America top team shows up. They arrive for TV tapings. Jared comes over, starts yelling at somebody named Dan Lambert, who apparently is the dude that owns America top team, I guess. I don't really know how that stuff works. In any event, Jeff Jarrett, not surprised seeing him back on TV. I, I guarantee you, and I was laughed at before when I talked about this when Jeff Jarrett was coming back to be a creative consultant. I was laughed at when people said that he wasn't going to come back to wrestle. I guarantee you, Guarantee you he's going to come back to wrestle. I guarantee it. In the main event. I know it's going to happen. In any event. 
so so that all went down, uh, cut to the, I think, the opening video package or the credits or whatever. Uh, and we are with Jim Cornette, the new general manager authority guy there at, uh, at Impact. And he's got sort of a pre-show pep talk. Of course, this episode is Gauntlet for the Gold. Uh, the main event was a 20-man Royal Rumble type thing, which was uh, to crown the new GFW global champion. Um, which happened, and it was actually a pretty decent match. But before that, Jim Cornette is uh, talking to most of the wrestlers who are going to be in it, sort of has a pre-show pep talk. He notices Lashley is late, so he marked down his name. I'm going to give you a fine for being tardy, Lashley. Um, and he's talking to everybody. He's basically saying, you know, you guys need to make a name for yourselves. you got to go out and fight it and win that world title, global title, whatever it's called. Uh, and yeah, I kept an eye on low key the entire time. And sure enough, he already seems checked out. He was sort of sitting there. And I know that could be interpreted just as his character because he's supposed to be with LAX and he's supposed to be sort of the, the rebel guy. You know, he carries around holsters with no guns in him. And, uh, and so he's sitting there. He's just like, and then it's funny. You see him in the background. Like when Cornette ends the speech, he just is like immediately the guy who gets up and saunters away. And there's no focus on that. It's not like they, they, you know, intentionally show him. You just notice him in the background walks away. He's like, you know what? This is stupid. Screw this. Anyways, uh, moving on. The first match of the night was Ohio versus everything. Everybody. It's the Chris brothers uh, versus some jobbers. Uh, still kind of annoyed. This is actually a better match than the one last week. There was, um, you know, it's, it's not exactly. The match picked up. Like, the Chris brothers aren't the most explosive guys in the world. Um, but they do have a cool sort of attitude thing going. Um, I'm still not huge in the ring gear, man. You know, it, it's not 2005 anymore. Like, why are you wearing gear that just looks like generic indie wrestler gear? And then on top of that, it's like black and purple. It's like a purplish blue. It's it's not. I hate that color. That's just me. It should be red. Look at my red light back there. Um so, anyways, uh, there were some cool spots, though, like Ohio versus everything, buddy, whatever. Um, they've got some really cool stuff. There was, like, a really cool sort of uh, Death Valley driver kind of out of nowhere. Like, the dude comes springing up off the ropes, and uh, I think Jake Christ uh, gets him up in a Death Valley driver, dumps him. Uh, there was one of those. I, I actually can't stand this move, but it does look pretty cool. Um, it's when uh, one of the Chris, I think Jake has one of the, like his opponent sort of standing up but hunched over a little bit. And then the other uh, Chris brother comes off the top and drops a senton on him as he's standing up, but he's sort of hunched over. So it looks like you do some real damage, which is why I kind of don't like it, but I'm hoping it doesn't actually do damage. It just looks like it does damage. Those are the best moves, ones that don't do anything, but they look like they do something. Anyways, uh, the Chris brothers go over. This was more of an actual squash match that I thought they would have last week in their actual debut um, so good for the Chris brothers. They're making names for themselves. Um, should be interesting to see where they go from here. I already kind of read some spoilers on what happens to them, and it, it is pretty cool. So um, anyways, moving on, uh, Jim Cornette is, uh, I believe, in his office. There's a lot of Jim Cornette in his office. They're really getting the most out of the money they're paying him. Uh, Eli Drake and Chris Adonis comes in. Eli Drake is uh, is surprisingly not doing his impression of The Rock. I noticed that. I don't know. Maybe he watches the show. I don't know. But uh, I noticed that when he was talking to Cornette, he was not doing his rock impression. He kind of did a little bit later on, I think. But in this particular situation, he did not. Cornette, he was basically bugging Cornette. He was saying, you know, what I was saying is, because he's bummed that he's number one. He got He's like coming out first for the gauntlet for the gold thing. 
And he told Cornette, look, that bugs me. When I said number one, it means I meant I was really good. I like Eli Drake a lot. I just don't want him to do the rock impression. Um, and then this thing. I even kind of like this thing, the Eli Drake thing. I kind of like that. I think it's good. Uh, anyways, Cornette says, uh, fine. If I give you a different number, any other number, will you stop talking to me? And he says, yes. He says, fine. You get number two. And then Eli Drake and Chris Adonis, who I think are a pretty good team. Adonis is a good, he's a good sidekick. Because he's kind of like, you know, a bit on the dullard. He sounds like a dullard. I don't think he is. He might be. I don't know. But he sounds like a dullard. So Eli Drake was like, two is like number one. And Adonis is like, yeah, two is like number one. I thought it was funny. I thought it was good stuff. Eli Drake is good. Um, next up, oh, man, I could have done. Look, I like, I, I like when pretty ladies are in lingerie. But I just don't like to mix that with my wrestling. I go for my I go to my wrestling for a special for for a certain thing. Taryn Terrell comes out just full on lingerie. She cuts a like her boobs are just everywhere. She cuts a promo. It's not good at all. She's talking about I think Gail Kim. I would much rather see Sienna doing something with somebody else who can actually wrestle. I, I I'm not huge. It just feels it feels too much like Candice Michelle era WWE, and I don't want to see that. I'm sorry, I don't. The, I got the internet if I want to look at, you know, ladies with their boobs p- popping out. I don't go to my wrestling for that. That's my stance on that. Anyway, she drops a promo. It's terrible. Um, then they do a video promo about GFW's house show circuit. And this is where Steve doesn't want to make fun of them because their crowds are so small. But they're really all the wrestlers are trying to put a really positive spin on it. Because honestly, that is how you build your audience as you do the house shows. You go out there and you connect with the fans. You get them excited about it. doesn't matter if there's 50 people or 20 people or 300 people there. That's what you do. And to, if, if you really want to get behind, you know, the company that you're working for. So they do like a little, you know, pack, a video bit, an edited segment about, you know, the house show circuit and showing the crowds there. And it's not impressive. The crowd size. But you know what? They're out there doing the work. And I think that's great. So good for them. Um, and again, there's lots of Jeff Jarrett in that. He's all over that that thing. I just, he is not the key to success in Global Force Wrestling. On camera. Behind the scenes, I have no idea what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing. I mean, he could be doing wonders behind the scenes. I don't know. I'm just saying nobody wants to see him in front of the camera. That's what I'm saying. Uh, next up, we had uh, we had sort of a, like a, a video package promo thing with a bunch of interspersed uh, sort of walking interview things with all the a lot of participants from for the Gauntlet for the gold main event tonight. Um, Low key was talking, uh, Eddie Edwards was talking, Eli Drake was talking. They're all talking about wanting to win that championship. So that that happened. Uh, next up, then we have Cornette and America top team in his office. Lashley wants Cornette just to give him the title. Cornette says, uh-uh, you got to fight for it. I know you can fight. And Cornette's trying to be diplomatic about things. America top team's kind of being, I don't know, jerks about things. And Cornette's just trying to keep everybody civil. Lashley's trying to keep people civil, but at the same time, he really wants that title. Lashley's really kind of an interesting character because he's not like a full-on heel. And I like that. He's just like a guy who knows his worth. And that's, that's better than just being, oh, I'm, I'm a jerk heel. So... Oh, you got that going for you. Lashley, I really like Lashley. He's great. Um, next up, we had a promo for Tara Valkyrie. Is that who this person is? Is that? Hold on a second. Oh, Taya. Is it Taya Valkyrie? Is that who it is? All right. I think that's Johnny Mundo's 
Ty uh, Valkyrie, yeah, coming to GFW. I think that's, yeah. Oh, so she's engaged to Johnny Mundo, Johnny Impact, for our purposes here on GFW Impact Review. Um, so there is a sort of a, a, like a Viking Game of Thrones type feel that they were going for, I think, with this promo thing. So hopefully she's a good wrestler. That's all I care about. I know she's been around for a little while, so. Um, I've got, you know, if they can bolster their knockouts division with some good wrestlers, then that's going to do a hell of a lot more for me and the product than bringing in some girl in lingerie, boobs everywhere, can't talk on the mic, and, uh, you know, that's not good. Uh, moving on. We had uh, Grado and Joe Park. Grado's talking about having to say goodbye to America. He comes out, and uh, he starts like a teary-eyed goodbye. He says, I'm going to miss a lot of things about America. I'm going to miss mac and cheese. Um, what else did he mention? A lot of great food products, French fries, I don't know, a bunch of good stuff that he could probably get in his native homeland of the UK. But uh, anyways, so he's saying goodbye. Laurel Van Ness comes out. As you guys may recall, she's the uh, the, the, the girl who got uh, stood up at the altar by, I think, Braxton Sutter like ages ago. And ever since then, she's been like just a real disaster of a human being, still wearing the wedding dress, makeup running, going crazy. She comes out looking like a million bucks. She's all like dolled up. She's better emotionally stable now, apparently. Uh, she comes out uh, to a big applause, I think. And uh, she says, Grado, you know, you're a great human being. I really enjoyed my time hanging out with you. And then she gets down on one knee and she proposes to Grado. He says, yes, uh, they kiss. Everybody's going crazy. Congo Kong comes out. He's going to try to disrupt the festivities. Uh, we might get a live sex show. That didn't happen. Uh, instead, Mahabali Shara cuts off Congo Kong and says, you don't, you don't bug them. You let them do their thing. So moving on. We've got Jim Cornette in his office once again, this time with Eddie Edwards. And Cornette's talking him up real good, saying, I remember the first time I met you. You know, you got the grit and determination. We'd love to have you as the face of the company. Of course, Jim Cornette would want the most boring guy on the roster to be the face of the company because he didn't like cool people like Kenny Omega or Joey Ryan. No, he wants Eddie Edwards, who is like, I'm sorry, people might like him. That's great. He's a decent wrestler, a black hole of charisma. I, I see nothing in him whatsoever. I'm sorry. That's my take. Maybe if they turn him heel, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I haven't been watching GFW long enough to really understand what Eddie Edwards is all about. But so far, all I've seen of him is boring babyface. And, of course, that's what Jim Cornette's going to like. So that's figures. There's my little spiel about Cornette. Anyways, moving on. Uh, oh, next up, we're in the LAX clubhouse. That's right. They got their brews. And low-key is there. He's got his cheesy holsters with no guns in them. Why does he have holsters if he ain't got guns in them? Um, one question I have is, why isn't Diamante challenging for the knockout title? She's, like, really cool. Like, she's scary. I'd, I'd, I'd watch that match. Um, anyways, Conan is basically hyping up low-key, saying, you can prove yourself by going out there and winning the title. Low-key looks like he just got out of a meeting with Jeff Jarrett where Jeff Jarrett said, hey, slap nuts, you're going down to the X Division. Uh, next up, we have the Gauntlet for the Gold. This lasted like a good um, hour and hour and twenty minutes, something like that. Hour and twenty. It was, it was a while. Um, and uh, I have the entire. Uh, and so it started out with uh, uh, Eddie Edwards is number one, and that's something Jim Cornette was talking about earlier. He was like, Eddie, uh, I'm sorry you're number one, but I know you can do this. So he's number one. Eli Drake's number two, and so they start fighting. And then somebody named Mario Bar Bocara comes out. I had seen him before coming out with Fala Ba, that giant man. 
Uh, Mario Bocara comes out uh, as number three. They're all fighting. I got the order here. Next up, we had somebody named Eddie Kingston, who I sounds familiar, and I know he's been in the company, I think, before. He's been gone for a little while, maybe. I don't really know much about him, but he came out. He's got, like, a weird vest on. Um, next up was uh, Braxton Sutter. I like him. Uh, next up after that was uh, the standby wrestler Richard Justice, who less said about him, the better. Uh, after that was EC3. He comes out, and he's trying to convince Richard Justice, hey, let's you and I team up, and we'll all throw everybody out. Richard Justice agrees, and then uh, EC3 kicks him in the dick and then throws him overboard. He's eliminated. I'm not, I don't know. I, I'm not going to list all the eliminations here. But uh, uh, next up, we had Congo Kong, then Suicide, then Mahabali Shara, who did eliminate Congo Kong. So that sort of picked up that story thread there. Uh, we had Adrian Ad- uh, Adrian? No, sorry. Christopher Adonis. Adrian Adonis. That'd be crazy. Christopher Adonis comes down. He helps uh, Eli Drake eliminate Shara. Um, then El Ijo de Fantasma, who is probably either from the Crush or CMLL. I forget which one. Or, wait, AAA. AAA has a relationship with them. Uh, next up is Johnny Impact. Johnny Mundo himself came down, but he's Johnny Impact. Uh, next up, we had Garza Jr., Fala Ba, KM, then Ishimura, then Lashley, then Moose, then Low Key. This part was cool because Lashley, at one point, Moose and Lashley sort of cleared everybody, not out, but they're all down, except for Moose and Lashley. So you had Moose and Lashley, two guys who, you know, Moose you can kind of consider maybe like a, an heir apparent of sorts to Lashley's thing, you know, big, strong athlete dude, um, and uh, sort of guy that people take as a legitimate threat. Uh, and so they faced off. So that was kind of cool. I love Moose's headbutts. Moose's headbutts are great because he could totally no-sell the idea that you headbutt somebody and you're going to feel the effects to it. But he does. He doesn't do that. He, like, hits somebody with his head and then he reels. And I love that. I think that's great. So we got to see them go at it a little bit. Uh, Moose got a little bit of offense in. Lashley ended up giving him a spear. Then by that time, everybody's uh, up. Lashley ended up eliminating Loki. Was he the Lashley or Moose? I think maybe Loki was on Moose, and then Lashley kicked Loki off Moose over the top rope, so he was out. Um, oh, at that point was the Moose versus Lashley thing. And then uh, eventually everybody got eliminated except for Eddie Edwards and Eli Drake. I thought that was a great little bit of uh, sort of Royal Rumble-esque booking there. The one and two guys last the entire time and end up as, you know, in the end, you know, the last two guys. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, it ended up with Eli Drake going over. Uh, he eliminated Eddie Edwards. And so Eli Drake is your new Global Force Wrestling Impact Wrestling Champion. Congratulations to Eli Drake. This is going to be cool, man. I think this is a guy that they can run with. And, uh, you know, GMW has so much left to do before they are a company that are of any relevance, I think, in terms of how real wrestling fans sort of, you know, their list of priorities before they're, you know, right now New Japan is must-see. Right now, you know, the Triple Mania is coming up. That's going to be a must-see thing. That's going to be on Twitch. That's kind of a must-see thing. Um, WWE, obviously, is whatever everybody watches. Uh, Ring of Honor, people are excited to watch these different things. You just never hear about anybody excited to watch GFW. They have a long way to go. 
But doing something like this, putting Eli Drake in the top spot, I think is a great sort of is is a great first move. Um, losing low key is not a great first move. Um, you know, I think that dude should be in the title scene. If you're going to have guys like Matt Seidel up there, put him up there, or even put low key in the Grand Impact Championship scene, like against EC3. Something tells me that that's a big enough. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, division, if you will, to be in to maybe satiate that guy who's just used to being in the X division. He obviously wants something new. I don't know the behind the scenes working of things, so I don't know how much to believe and how much not to believe. But um, Loki is a really he's a really good talent. I know he burns bridges. That's what I've heard. But he's a really really high quality talent. Somebody that you can really you know use to build buzz around uh, in a good way. So, um, I don't know, that's my thing. Oh, at the very end, America Top Team, who are lingering at the at the barrier again, they attacked the ref again. So that's going to keep on going. I know this, I know this is the only means we're going to get more Jeff Jarrett. That's not how you do things. That's not how you make your company better by keeping Jeff Jarrett in front of the camera, keeping behind the camera. How about that? Anyways, that's it for me. Let us... Let me know what you guys think in the comments. No, there's no us here. It's just me. Uh, let me know what you guys think in the comments. Till next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.